everyone. Scott Trout here, host of the Between Two Worlds podcast. Just wanted to do a little introduction to our next episode that's about to be released. It's episode three, and we're releasing the story of Joey's beliefs. Uh, Very excited for you all to hear it. Thank you so much for listening so far. It's been a really fun adventure. Uh, Starting this podcast with my buddy Joey and not knowing where it's going to go, and yet it's really starting to take off. We're excited to see that there's people from uh, several different countries listening in and uh, even gotten, getting some really cool feedback coming in. So we would love to encourage that, get more feedback. Basically, the hope for this podcast is this is a place where stories are heard, but ideas are discussed. And that ideas being discussed part is where we need your help. The podcast really just kind of starts the conversation, bringing people on, hearing their stories of faith or unfaith or uh, everything in between, obviously. And we only have so much time to dig into their story. But through a greater community, you, our listeners, we'd love to keep the conversation going. So that is where you guys can message us on Instagram, Facebook, email us, especially as you listen and you say, oh, well, that was interesting. Here's my thought on it. Or I see something differently. Or has that guest considered this, or maybe Scott should change his mind on this, uh, or Joey should really look into this thing. We want to hear all of it. I really believe in the power of conversations, and that is why I'm so excited about this podcast. Not only is it fun for Joey and I to hear the stories of different people we have on, our improv friends, or my Christian friends here in the city, and and hopefully even beyond, we're coming for you, America, Uh, all my friends and family in America, you might be in in the later seasons. But before all that happens, we want to build a community that respectfully discusses ideas. So you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Between Two Worlds Podcast and email us at Between Two Worlds Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your feedback if you have anything for us to change or your ideas, uh, any sort of dialogue that you would like to send our way. We really are excited for where this podcast is going. And thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello, all you out there. Welcome to Between Two Worlds, a podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. I am your co-host, Scott, here with my co-host, Joey. Joey. Hey, <laughs> um, And today's episode, I'm actually going to be interviewing Joey to get a feel for his beliefs, um, maybe the things he doesn't believe in, and of course, everything in between. Get to know Joey for uh, my sake, but also for you all, since we're doing this thing together, so you can kind of know where both of us are coming from. So, Joey, welcome. (laughs) Are you ready for this? (laughs) Burning questions. You have no idea what I have planned for you today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, all right, Joey. Biggest thing that I want to know right off the bat is oh, what is your last name? Because I only know you as Joey. So it, the reason I'm holding it back is not because I don't want to share it, but it's a very Dutch last name. So no one can pronounce it. It's, oh, gosh. it's fair fart. Let me, let, me, let me try to repeat that back to you. <clears throat> yes. Joey Verfart. Yes, really good. Mm. It, it's with two A's, which is just a sound no one on the planet makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think English speakers were like, what do I do with that many A's? What do I yeah, do? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, okay. I love that that was the first burning question you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joey, tell us, where are you from? Um, and... How did you end up on this podcast with me? So I'm originally from Amsterdam. I've lived there uh, for two years, uh, moved away once I was two, and have been living in Permarent, which is a city nearby, for the last 24 years. Mm. Okay, and so that's home. Oh, man, that, that's home, sort of. <laughs> it doesn't feel like home at all. Ah. I, I still feel more connected to Amsterdam. Hmm. Hmm. 
and how I ended up here. So in the first episode, we already discussed that uh, we both did improv and we met each other there and the rest is history. <laughs> no, you, you, you specifically asked me to be your te technical guy, the technician behind everything for the audio, the recording and everything. And I found your uh, search for, what, for this podcast really interesting. Like what, all the things you want to talk about, they, yeah, they, they hit my interest. Like I'm very curious about what people are going to talk about during the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you already mentioned it. We do improv together. That's how we met. Uh, we're about to have our graduation show for level three. And uh, so we've done level two together, how we first met, and we just jumped into level three. Graduation show will be on July 3rd. Don't know when this episode will be released, but maybe <laughs> people can come see it. Um, so Joey, talk to me about improv. How did you uh, get started with improv? Why'd you, why'd you jump in? So I'm a big fan of YouTubers. That's where it all started. Like years, years back before I even started myself, I followed a big uh, channel called Smosh, which had a couple of my favorite YouTubers on there as well at the time. And most of them did improv in the beginning. So they either did some classes or did theater in school, uh, just like you. Hmm. And at one point, I kind of lost my, my spontaneity when it came to talking to people. So jumping in conversations or doing something random or yeah, anything that comes close to that. And I kind of felt like improv was the way to go hmm. uh, because improv is just going with the flow, going with what happens in the moment and trying to make something work. So I felt like that was the most logical step to take to get that back. And ever since it just has been fun and it worked out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What, what have what have you seen change as a result of improv? Oh man, the funniest thing is going to a bar, which is not really a topical thing you do during Corona times, <laughs> but uh, going to a bar and just walking up to a girl. And I tell you, this works almost all of the time and just ask her a random question. My favorite one is, hey, what's your, what do you think about unicorns? <laughs> like there's so much confusion going on. Like, why are you asking me this in a bar? But the, the question is so random that people just want to interact because why the hell do you ask this question? <laughs> but at the same time, there's enough people that just walk off and like, no, this guy's crazy. <laughs> Don't want to talk to unicorn guy. Uh, and, and improv taught you this? Yeah, it, it, it's the random spontaneity, just going up to people and just talking. This, this is a weird example, but especially also with friends just um, that awkward silence in the beginning if you just know someone and you're just sitting on the table and you're like, what do I talk about with you? And mm. I feel like with improv, it makes it easy because you already, every scene starts off with, hey, what do you do? Who are you to each other? And you can ask those kind of questions. So uh, say you're sitting on the table with yourself and two others, you can ask, hey, have you guys met before? Or is this your first class as well, workshop, whatever you're doing at that moment? Yeah, yeah and I think, the benefit of improv is teaching you to just go for it, to be okay with risk and to not overthink things. And so it sounds yeah. like you really benefit from that. Yes. And especially making wonderful friends. Look at him we smile. You can't see him smile, but he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I love our improv friends. So Joey, um, within the name of our podcast, we have this idea of being between two worlds. Uh, how do you feel like you're between two worlds? Well, I am a, what they call beautifully non-believer. <laughs> uh, but this is not completely true. I am not truly an unbeliever. I just do not classify anything as religion or God or whatever. I feel like the universe is too big that it's just there all of a sudden. But I'm not comfortable for myself like saying, oh, that's God or say the it's the greeks or the egyptians are right or what whatever i i i just feel like that it's too big for science to explain how it came to be but at the same time i do yeah i think it's created by something but hmm. i 
cannot say it's God or anything. Do you think you'll ever uh, get a chance to figure out what that thing is? Or are you kind of okay with going through life saying, hey, I think something's out there, but I don't ever need to know? Yeah, so that was actually the interesting thing I wanna that I mentioned before starting. So I just had a forest walk. And I think when it comes to me, uh, what I found out during that walk is that I think I resonate closest to Buddhism when it comes to belief. I am a big believer of we're all energy and the energy disperses when you die and it starts over somewhere else. And for me, when, when that thought came, I instantly went like, and it doesn't have even have to be earth. The universe is so big that energy can go anywhere on any planets, even once we don't know. So maybe that happens. Hmm. With the possibility of there being intelligent life elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Because again, hmm. the, the universe is way too big. Am, am I going to call them aliens? No, there are probably other types of humans out there or something similar. Hmm. So what, what draws you to that idea? What, what do you like about it? Well, I, I, the thing I like most about it is, I'm, did I go with a weird Italian accent just now? It sounded like I did something weird Italian. Uh, the thing I like most about it is just, it's not nothing. There's a lot of people that I talk to that say, once you close them eyes, you're done. The computer is off. There's nothing. And that's depressing as hell. That, that's so depressing. Um, but there's also, funny fact is that my parents, who are both not really religious or have not been in contact with any type of religion, both say there's a heaven, which is fascinating to me. Because how can you say heaven without God? <laughs> yeah, that's but, fascinating. Yeah, so I, I, I love the idea of heaven. But uh, at the same time, I hope there is a hell for the bad people on earth. <laughs> you hope there is or isn't? Is. Oh, okay. Eter Explain that. Well, eternal punishment for, say, say you had Hitler as a very extreme example. But can you imagine that he just energy disperses, goes somewhere new and gets to start over. That, that sounds unfair. I feel like there should be eternal punishment for someone that does stuff like that. And that's the extreme example, but also for like murderers or rapists and whatever, I feel like there should be a form of punishment. That, that, that would be something I hope for in a way. Yeah, to actually kind of have a, a feeling that justice is happening, that people aren't just getting away with stuff, hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, and may maybe it's a form of karma, like they, they turn into a slug and they fall into the ocean all the time. <laughs> just melt. <laughs> who, know who knows? <laughs> Every time, back to being a slug. Yeah, ah. and back into that ocean. <laughs> no, that's interesting. And, and then what's comforting or what, why do you like the idea of heaven? Uh, the thing I like about heaven or going over or starting over, there, there's something else when the lights go out. There's heaven, especially like my friends, my family, everyone I met or, uh, or maybe even ancestors are waiting for you there and you can connect to them again. And it's all good. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate comfort. Uh, and with the energy dispersing and starting over, it's like you can, always have a fresh start but it's not nothing it's not you go black and it's out that last one is so so depressing to me <laughs> and explain that a little bit too how, how come the idea of this being all we have um is scary or depressing i feel like there's there's so many things you can explain in the universe and the idea of that that you get here and you get one chance and, there, and say, we both have a good life. I want to say that. I'm not sure if you agree. I, I both probably have our struggles. But the idea of that you can have only one life and some of us die as babies, for example. That that, that baby doesn't have another chance in another life somewhere else is so dark that I don't want to think that way. I want to be a bit more optimistic. And for people that know me, that's weird. <laughs> me being optimistic really yes that's so interesting i feel like i experience you as a very optimistic person 
Oh uh, man, Pat pessimism. <laughs> how do you, yeah, how do you see that in yourself? Your, your outlook on life? Oh man, at the same time, I follow pages like Subtle Depressed People and it's all very dark suicide jokes. <laughs> but, but jokes, no, no one's actually doing it and there's not like graphic stuff, but it's like the inflatable waggly man that you see in America and he's on a balcony and he's swinging over the balcony and the comments are all like, oh, that's some weak resolve you've got there. <laughs> that's, that's so funny to me. So people seem as really optimistic, but I also have a really dark, a cynical side to me. <laughs> oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Well, maybe we'll dive more into that stuff. So I, you mentioned this also. Uh, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, um, your parents, and their interaction on how you see the world. Yeah, so a funny fact is that while thinking about the podcast and talking about the podcast, my grandparents from my mother's side actually have connections to Christianity and the Catholic Church. Uh, they, I feel like until their 40s, were religious and big time religious, like going to church uh, every Easter, Christmas, everything. And at one point they disconnected from that. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened or, but they just didn't feel the word of Jesus was their worth anymore. And my mother was also raised religious up till that point. And the moment she had me, but it's mostly because of my dad. My dad didn't want religion in the house. So it, it, that was just a no-go from the start. There was no talk about that. There was no, prob well, probably a big discussion between them. But it's, it was never brought up to my sister and I. So you feel like your, your mom was maybe, she was religious, she was raised Christian and maybe wanted to pursue that path, but then your dad was pretty strong on his belief that we don't want to have religion as part of how we parent. Yeah, and the fun fact about that is that I, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I feel like the discussion was initially that she wanted to baptize me. As a baby, as a child? As a, as a, as a baby. Okay. Yeah, so which I, is more of a Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I, I feel like that is the, the, the main switch for her. And it's not like she's religious now. She's not like, oh, God, this, oh, God, that, or uh, anything whatsoever. She's, um, don't, I don't want to call her an atheist, but I feel like she's close to an atheist, hmm. which is funny with that background. Yeah, okay. So just it also affected, yeah, she, she also left her faith behind. Yeah, and it's it's never been in a discussion in our home. We've never talked about it. They never asked us if if we thought about it or yeah, anything. Uh, my my uh, stepdad from the time when we were, I think 14, maybe 16, wanted to go to Christmas church uh, during, uh, during the first day of Christmas. I think you have to correct me on this one. <laughs> um, but I personally didn't want to go. No specific reason, just a stubborn child. That was just like, nah, it's, it's, it's early, it's Christmas. I don't want to wake up early, go away. <laughs> so we, we never went. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's me just being like, oh no, I, I have to meet Scott before I can do this. <laughs> as, a, as a kid. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, like I can feel this. So, but, uh, and after that, uh, Never, never really interacted with any other Christians. I had a Jehovah's Witness in my class at one point. And man, it's, I'm sorry for anyone listening that is a Jehovah Witness, but if you push it on me, I will never in a million years listen to you. And he was a pusher. He, he went to school with his book and he was like, you have to, you have to try and read this. It's, it's good stuff. And I'm like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> Let me play my games. Huh. yeah he yeah yeah i know what you're talking about and that and that was just really off-putting because of how his approach yeah and especially well and you've you met the right me so to speak i was a goth and a metalhead in that time so anyone mentioning religion to me just get like a satan speech <laughs> Just for fun. See, not 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 even to be mean, but just to be sure they never try it again. 
what would what would happen in the Satan speech? I don't know. Just talking about how my Lord Devil Dad was uh, waiting for me in hell <laughs> to, for me to accomplish burning the planet. You're just watching their face get more and more scared. As yeah, just it. like, no, why are you talking about it? <laughs> Funny. But just to kind of get them off your back. Yeah, yeah. Because... A funny fact, by the way, if you believe in Satan, you believe in God. There's no, there's no denying that one, which is funny, because one does not exist without the other. Hmm. Yeah, they're kind of like two forces at odds with each other. Well, yeah, and the story is, of course, that that Satan is uh, is originally Lucifer, an angel, so it cannot happen without the other. Hmm. So it seems like you have like a pretty decent grasp on at least christian thought or the stories or like just even that like you know some things it seems it's so funny i can talk about it the about the egyptians i can talk about the greeks i can talk about uh the vikings i can talk about japanese uh, religion i have so many religions under my belt that it's funny that i'm not a believer of anything well, and that's maybe to your credit. So you, you've you just looked into or are interested in the stories or is it the characters? But you've looked into all these different things. Uh, why is that? Why, why have such like a broad knowledge? Well, so a lot of it is cartoons, which is funny. So, for example, the Egyptians, when I was younger, there was this uh, cartoon called uh, Kit Toot, which was about Tutankhamun. And he was just woken up in a museum in modern times and they had adventures with Ra and fighting Z from the, Z from the underworld and trying to make sure that everything is still good. And, but they explained a lot about pharaohs and religion and how that worked in that show. I mean, and I read a lot about it because I was just naturally curious. Hmm. And the same goes for uh, the Greeks and the Vikings. There's a lot of shows that are still showing it. Uh, Thor from the Avengers, but there's also a lot of games based on it. And the information they put in the games is based on actual books. Oh, wow. So uh, you get a lot of information just by being a kid and just watching shows and trying to pick up some things. (laughs) Yeah. I actually really love that. No, I think I I was in second grade when I first heard about the Greek mythology and the different gods, and I was like, this is so cool. Like, Because, of course, I think there's something... Maybe for like a young boy, but you're just like, oh, like so epic battles and the different powers. and Yeah, definitely. And the funny fact is like finding out about Greek mythology is in the beginning. You're like, oh, that's so cool. And then you hear about gigantic incest stories and whatever. And you're like, oh, man, this is this is everything but cool. <laughs> These gods are insane. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, Aphro- Aphrodite might have been my first crush. I don't even know. Second grade. That's a oh. powerful... Man, Goddess. every time I hear the, way, the, the name Freya, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. But something about that name is like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing hard. That's so funny. So, um, Joy, I experience you as a very curious person. And why do you feel like that is who you are? Did that come from your parents? Is that just something that's always been a part of, of who you are? But it seems like you're always down to look into things. I think it's my my personality itself that makes me do that. I I can't stand it if I don't know anything. So if you say, for example, uh, talking about the gods, uh, the Greek gods, and I don't know something, I will Google it on the spot. But back when I was younger, I actually I was <laughs> I was such a nerdy little kid. I had this uh, encyclopedia, which is this really thick book with dinosaurs, plants, and whatever. And I kept reading it over and over again because it was so fascinating to get all this little information about stuff. Just random stuff. It's mm. not, and it's not even useful, but, it's, but imagine just a six-year-old, seven-year-old walking around with this really thick 300-page book, just reading it constantly. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's like an amazing way to, especially that young, to get to know things, get to know your world. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of stuck with me. But also, I, I, I have this thing in my mind that you cannot judge anything or anyone without knowing anything about it. Um, so a good example is Black Lives Matter right now, the, the whole racism thing. Uh, a friend of mine is really deep diving in that as well. 
and we both agree that you cannot help or support or be with it or against it even, I mean, depending on who you are as a person, without knowing the history behind it or getting why people are angry. Because without that knowledge, you can't help. And Mm. I feel like that's applicable on most things in life. You can't say anything without knowing what is actually there. Mm. Yeah, it's the idea of like educating yourself so that you can have an opinion on the things of this world, the things that are happening around you. Yeah, because I, I think the most beautiful answer you can give someone is, I don't know. Because if you don't know, you can't, you can't offend anyone. You can't go into a discussion or a fight. All the other person can do is like, do you want to hear about it? And your answer can be yes or no on, on that spot. Hmm. And you can have a nice little discussion about it if you want to. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think there's real, yeah, it's powerful. I think, I think it's easy to pretend like you know because you want to be the seen as the person you know that knows things. But like you're saying, there's something really beautiful and simple just about saying, hey, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, and again, you, you can never get into a fight with anyone. Wait, and, and that's what I like about the podcast as well. There's so many things that we will probably encounter that I'm like, oh, I did not notice. Or I, I did notice, but it's kind of different than I, that I realized. And now you change my view because I know it better. Hmm. So, Joey, in your, in your mind, um, okay, so you have this place where you, you don't know something. And then someone m- makes you aware of it. Uh, and so you start looking into it. So now you're just building up knowledge. You're starting to know things. What for you shifts it to, I believe this? Hmm. That's a really good question. Honestly, I believe something the moment I can fact check it by, with myself and with other people as well. Um, I think maybe your question is specifically aimed for religion in this case, maybe? It could kind of be anything. Yeah. Um, So say, for example, someone tells me chocolate is better than, uh, I I don't even know what's better than chocolate, man. (laughs) Um, uh, Say chicken is better than than meat and uh, than regular regular meat. The thing I can do is taste chicken, taste the meat and be like, oh, there's a difference here. But which is better? You can taste it. You can t- test it. And I feel like you can do that with any kind of information. You can taste it. You can test it. Not all information you should taste. <laughs> but you get what I mean. You can, you can go anywhere with that information and, and, and check the facts behind it and still get the information. And based on that information, you can say that is true or not. Mm-hmm. And believe it as well. Yeah. Yeah, because also what I'm kind of driving at is like, how do you know if something is a religious belief or a spiritual belief? Because I agree with what you're saying. And you're talking more just like uh, opinions on whether this thing is better than this or more valuable than this or more tasty than this. Um, so so then what are the, what's the realm of knowledge where it's more, you can't um, use your senses to, to figure it out? Things like spiritual beliefs. What what would be, even for you, what would be an example of a, of a potentially spiritual belief? Oh, so um, when I was younger, I was a big believer of everything paranormal. No joke. Uh, I and till this day, I I will tell this right here on the podcast. Not a lot of people know this about me. I practice uh, looking for auras, so energy around people, for I think five, six, seven years of my life, and. To this day, people will probably be like, what is this guy on about? But I can see him. I can see like, and not really well because I don't practice a lot, but I can see like something around people when I focus my eyes in a specific way. Wow, that sounds really cool. So what uh, what do you see and, and how do you see it? So it's, 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 can you imagine just an onion and just seeing the outer layer of a, uh, an onion, but see-through and in color? So any, any type of color. So the, the idea about an aura is that it's energy, but it also reflects uh, a specific type of energy for the, for the person. So the closer you are to the body itself, the more it's connected to actual feeling. So say you're sad, 
the idea is that you have a red or orange-ish aura. So you have a really different color and blue is happiness. So you can see, and I think I can just see the feeling part. And a lot of people say the further you go, the, the larger you can see it, the more it's, it's connected to spiritual energy. Wow. And with the onion thing, it's like the middle part is what everyone sees with their normal eyes, just like what yeah. that person's wearing yeah. and how they're walking. And then the outer layers are the, are the aura, the more, the more unseen yeah. aspects. And uh, the thing is, um, so to answer your question, when is something a belief? I think, and especially for me to be a believer about it, I think it's not even about me believing it. It's about how well can you tell what you believe in and how much do those actions that you take reflect your belief? I, I believe that someone can be a believer of God if they actually do things they that, are, that reflect that. Hmm. And for me to be a believer, that's that's such a deep, difficult question. To be honest, uh, I I'm more in the realm of I need to see it, I need to taste it, I need to I need to have some sense of it. Which is funny because the whole paranormal story is like, nah, that's all things you can't really confirm if it's actual truth or not. So in a in a way that that also goes into a form of religion slash belief. Yeah, what what makes something religious? When you think of that term, what does it mean to you? I think it's connected to some type of god or some type of some type of higher being that you're following. I mm-hmm. think that's the in, that's the instant answer that goes into my mind. Um, Buddhism, for example, is they, they all follow the same ideas of Buddha. There's no God connected to it, but there's a religious uh, like mentor connected to it that they all follow. Yeah. With the yeah. same beliefs. So I, th- I, I think is. Yeah. So I think that is the whole, when, when is something religious? Yeah. I'm, I'm even just thinking about this for myself. This is something that's worth, worth, uh, defining because it's kind of a term we throw around like oh i'm religious or not religious or and i think you're right like usually maybe especially in like a christian nation a a western civilized nation we think of in terms of christianity and so we're like oh i'm not religious because i don't believe in the christian god but it seems to me that religion is you've got like the physical realm and that's anything that we can taste see smell hear and then there's the spiritual realm, which is things that are, are supernatural. They're like outside of what we can test with a, a theory. Or... So it's things like connection between human beings. It's like you can't measure that. You can't, you can't taste it. You can see how people interact with each other. But, uh, and you can maybe know like on a hormonal level why we, I don't know, why we interact with an attractive woman or like a dude. I don't know. Um, and it seems like religion is kind of like what you're saying, actions that are in the physical actions that are meant to connect you to the spiritual realm. Yeah. So, um, completely different example is I also know a couple of Wiccans. I don't know if you know what that, what that means. Yep. Awesome. And, uh, this, this girl is a true believer that she is a Wiccan, and which is really awesome. So during certain full moons, she goes into the woods and she burns some sages and she does some chants. She's not like an evil witch and sacrificing little animals, but just doing some wholesome stuff in the woods during a full moon, which is really beautiful to me. And those kind of actions show me that you're a true believer in what, you, in what you're preaching to others. Yeah, it's not just something she talks about she's willing to do actions in line with those beliefs yeah and by the way this is a real interesting thought that just came into my mind it's not just uh say believing in god and you can still believe in god and not go to church you just you will probably find another way to connect with that Hmm. i let me see. There was an interview with a girl called uh, Lindsay Sterling, which is a really cool violinist. Oh, you know her? Awesome. I don't know a lot of people that actually know her. And, but she believes in angels. 
but instead of saying it's God's angel, she believes that uh, her dad died and a boyfriend died at one point. And she really believes that those people are her angels, her protectors. And I think really committing to that and being open enough to talk about that, that is also part of being religious and, and having a religious belief. Hmm. Hmm. It's not natural. Uh, it's not always connected to certain rituals or certain things you have to do. So let's talk about rituals a little bit. Uh, let's define it real quick as things you do on a repeated basis for uh, some benefit to your to who you are as a person. So it can be physical things like working out, but then it's also connected to like building who you want to be like the ideal you. Yes. Uh, what are some rituals that you have in your life? Oh man, my morning workouts, <laughs> uh, that, uh, which go both up and down. Like how, if I can actually do it all year long, I think this is the longest I've actually have done it. Uh, so when I was younger, I, I man, I woke up at 5.30 in the morning every, every day. Do I say that even right? Yeah, five thirty in the morning. Yeah, and Dutch, I went Dutch yeah, time versus yeah, a, yep. But and and then I go to the gym or I had a paper route and I just listen listen to music and just dip my thing in the morning and uh, went to school and just and now that I'm older I I wake up I drink a cup of coffee let it settle and just go for a workout. I think and I eat at specific times. It's not even rituals. It's just habit. Yeah, it's more like schedule. Yeah, and not even not even that. It's an automatic thing. So once it hits six, I'm like, oh, it's time for dinner. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a, also that's a really Dutch thing. Your body just knows. <laughs> Yesterday I went to the beach and my body it was like, ah, oh, it's six, man. Why are you still lying down on the beach? Go eat. <laughs> wow. That's how bad it is. But um, I, I know a couple of people that actually have certain rituals they have to do. Uh, the, I know one dude specifically who uh, I, I wear a ring around my neck, and but this guy has a cross around his neck and he cannot do anything without first. He believes firmly that if he does a sport or anything and he kisses the cross before playing, he can win any game. Even if he loses, he's like, it was just not my day. But if, if he didn't kiss the necklace, he's like, ah, oh, no, man, I, it's, it's because I didn't do that. Oh, interesting. Is there symbolism behind your, the ring that you wear around your neck? I feel it's lucky, but it's just a store-bought ring. There's no story behind it or anything. It just feels good. And also because my, uh, one of my best friends is very fashionable, she's like, wear a necklace with a ring. It's very fashionable. It works with anything. She's right, though. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, um, so okay, so we've talked a little bit about how you know maybe um, or, or some of the things that you believe in. How do you know what you don't believe in? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because what do you not believe in? That's the, I should first define that for myself. Oh, man. I, that's the thing. I'm so open-minded that there's nothing that jumps up that is like, I do not believe in this. Maybe for an example, like your, your desire to not define who, who God is or might be, or um, how do you, as people maybe say, oh, this is who God is. This is, who, this is what you should believe in. How do you, how do you have like the way that you know one way or the other? I don't want to believe this or I do. Okay, so God is actually a really good example because for me, there's over history, when you're looking at Christianity and, and the Catholic God, uh, that has been around for such a little time compared to all the other stories of other religions, like, like the Greeks and everything before that. There's been so many talks about different types of God. And then for me, for me especially, it's like, oh, and suddenly there's only one God and he's almighty and everyone beliefs in that and all the other gods never existed and that is something that i'm like i don't i don't think it's only one god it's it, it can't be for for me at least i think there's there's multiple things out there that control everything or not even control but create it and 
I I don't know. It feels more natural that way because everyone describes this. For example, in Egyptian, there's a god for the sun, for for houses, for for death. Uh, even a form of Satan is there. So, but there's there's tons of them, and the and same for for Vikings like Thor, Su, uh, Thor, Odin, all the other gods, and and whatever you want to call them, and and then suddenly we we'll go back to just one. And that's something I'm like, ah, just one. <laughs> Does it feel boring or like scary or just not plausible? It, it feels not right in comparison. I think that's it. Huh. Like, like everyone says like, oh, this, this one God created the other gods and now we have multiple. But in a way, if you really look deep into it, you could say that the angels are types of gods that God created as well. So he's not alone up there. But then again, then I'm like, ah, but he created all the others. <laughs> and not like there were more from the beginning. Hmm. So I, I think that's the, the closest to non-belief I will get. But that's more like I, I can ha- have a discussion about that and not like it's, it's impossible. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually listened to a podcast a while ago where they're talking about this. They're like, uh, Christianity actually says there is other gods, but there is only I'm trying to remember how they talked about it but there's only one god worth worshiping because he's over all the other gods um in that like he created everything including them hmm. so for whatever reason he gives spiritual authority and especially with like the devil satan and his minions his demons or whatever they they have influence power over this world over this existence and that's god given like he gave them that power and so i don't know if they'd be considered gods or just yeah demons but um there's several verses and i don't remember where they talk about it in the bible but uh i mean even just one of the ten commandments it says you shall have no other gods besides me and that's yahweh yahweh saying that's the god of israel and so that implies that there are other gods and i think sometimes christians are like no those are idols you know, that's just the little thing that they made out of wood. But I, I think there really is other gods, but it's like the little G versus the big G in that they they only have authority that's been given to them. Um, and then I think it's it's safe to say that they have specific fear, spheres of influence. And so similar to Greek mythology, though, maybe not fully, but like certain gods um, definitely have certain people that they interact with or certain yeah, demons or whatever. Um, but then they also could be trying to influence a lot of people towards this certain way of thinking. Maybe it's like materialism, a certain God of materialism, wanting people to believe and operate and worship the material world and like gaining wealth and gaining things. And there could be another God of aggression and make, uh, influencing us to think other people are a threat to me. Therefore I have to take out the threat to say safe. And so I think, I think that's real. And I think that's biblical, actually, that the Christian Christians don't just say, so there is God, but there's a whole bunch of other gods that we could be worshiping slash do worship often without even knowing it. Hmm, interesting. Didn't know that Christians actually thought that way. Hmm. That's very fascinating. There's a lot of misconceptions, I think, within the Christian faith. And, and I'd have to, yeah kind of put together my little argument these are the verses where i where i see that um any other thoughts on that no i'm really curious about your next question because i feel like you (laughs) you you want to go you can go on for this for another two hours (laughs) um well okay so this is just a, a new direction but i know that you're heading back to school here recently yes and so i wanted to hear what uh your hope is for that and what you might be studying and what what your hope is for the future as you jump back into education so i've been a really big fan of anything like uh, ted talk related zoom uh, like what we're doing now with zoom and podcasting and actually anything that's considered communication so uh at one point i did a lot of marketing and i jumped into the marketing field but 
the education system here, I will not try to explain it because I need a graph for that and we're just doing audio for now. So <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. But uh, my, my education is too low and I'm going back for a bachelor degree right now, which is perfect, technically speaking. <laughs> uh, and I'm, the hope for that is beating Corona. Right now, there's, there's not a lot of companies within my field, uh, my field being media, marketing, and all that stuff. They're not hiring at the moment, not for another year at least, at least the bigger companies. Uh, and the smaller companies are ha already having problems with money because there's not a lot of income, there's not a lot of work. So going back to school is the safest option to get my bachelor, but also uh, killing the time before Corona is gone. I will say four years is the time it's going to be at least gone. Oh, oh, like uh, in four years. Yeah, like in four in years. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, of, the actual thought about that is two years. Me and my friend uh, Tanya already had a lot of discussions about this. Uh, we think two years, and then in my third year, I will do internships, and then we can, and then I can help build the economy again. That's the whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch if everything is perfect yeah use joey to help build the economy back in two years time he's gonna be ready yeah i'm i can do it in another two years we have everything back on track apparently <laughs> <laughs> okay so communications and what's what makes you passionate about that and uh, you have have you heard me i can talk for days about anything just just put me in a chair just give me a topic i will i will find a way to talk about it for days now, um, the reason I want to do it is I'm not meant for a desk job. I, I like sitting behind a computer and doing my stuff, but most companies want you to be an expert in Excel nowadays. And man, if I have to look at numbers all day, I will probably murder someone in the office. There's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> so um, with communication, what, what my biggest hope is, is to be a representative or... Yeah, something similar to that so that I can go to other companies and talk about whatever we're selling or doing at the moment. Hmm. Or uh, even maybe a nonprofit organization and, and help them build on the go, say for the, maybe the Red Cross or something. But to get their message out, to help them figure out what their message is. Yeah, and, and help, and help uh, the other, like maybe the, the clients or whatever, whoever I'm talking to that I can actually uh get the message out correctly that's the hmm. whole that's my whole dream to to be able to do that for people hmm. that sounds awesome so you're excited you're excited to go back to school i'm way excited Te technically i'm not uh ready for school yet because i should have had a call yesterday and they gave me a message back like oh by the way you need to wait another two weeks and then we will tell you more not if not if you're accepted we will tell you more, but what that more is, we will tell you then. Oh no, that's <laughs> such a bummer. Uh, it's still, it's, it should start at the 1st of September, so two and a half months, so that's fine. Hmm. Okay, yeah. And no news on if, if Corona is going to affect schooling, like it'll still happen, hopefully. And... The whole idea is that everything should be online, at least for the first year, which hmm. it sounds like a weird thing, but... At this point, I'm so used to doing Zoom calls, I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm, you, you know what? I cannot even really do anything at school. I always take all the homework with me back home and just do them at night, just sitting behind the desk by myself, which is going to be impossible. Apparently, everything is going to be team ex uh, exercises and everything. Oh, oh yikes. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> A lot of Zoom, hopefully. Oh my god! More Zoom. Yikes! Zoom is making a giant profit. Zoom is making a killing. Zoom and all the toilet paper companies—they're just killing it. Yes. Yikes. Can't wait for that second wave. We've got toilet paper to spare. <laughs> <laughs> I know where to go if I run out. I will bring it to you. I will bike there. <laughs> He's done it. Don't. Oh man! Don't question him. He's done it. I I regretted that bike ride. So I I. To brag a little bit, I ran 11 kilometers uh, last Wednesday. And for our last improv class, uh, I also rode my bike to Amsterdam, which is 26 kilometers and back. And it was around 1130 at night. And I still had 30 minutes to go back. 
and I was just listening to a podcast on my bike on the side of the road. Everything was dark. There was no lights out there. And I was just writing down. I was like, I regret this decision. This is not a smart idea. <laughs> Dude, yikes. Because how long did it take you? One way? Uh, one and a half hours. So three hours and then all the running. And yeah, yikes. Yeah, and, and two hours of improv. Yeah, yeah, that is commitment. Yeah, is got, got to do it for the body. So Joey, as we start to wrap up uh, and you start to look to the future, what is uh, something that you're looking into these days? Something that's been catching your interest? So actually connect to the podcast. A lot more people that are open-minded. I, I'm, I'm looking for as many people that are open for any type of conversation. Like, uh, not just because I am, but it's also because it's the more interesting people. Hmm. So just having conversations about people's education and wh- why they're passionate about it or uh, religion. I, I, I mean, really, I don't care. Just tell me and I will listen. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to learn stuff. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Which, man, I love that. I just think that makes you a great person. You're just yeah. down to learn, down to listen. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and for the future, man, the, the only thing I can imagine for my future right now is to just finish school and be the best communications expert out there. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you could leave everyone with one last message from Joey Ferfart. Good one. It's perfect. <laughs> what would it be? My final message to the world would be, and here comes some Bill and Ted, be excellent. Just that. Be excellent. No explanation. Just just that. It says it all. Now, for real though, the message behind be excellent is be better to each other. Like, like I mentioned during the podcast, where me and my friend are looking into Black Lives Matter, how it works, uh, how we can battle racism, but also better ourselves. Um, but on on many ways, like I'm, I'm trying to be open, but oh man, if only you knew how narrow-minded I could be, that there's a lot of improvement that can happen still. So that's why the be excellent. Mm. Just mm. look at yourself, look at the, who you are and try to be critical, but not too critical. Mm. Man, that's a great ending word and a fine balance. One that maybe we should chat about again on the next episode of how to be critical, but not too critical of yourself, your own beliefs, uh, your relationships with others. And there's a lot of, yeah, looking into race, you can, it's easy to go down um, a hard path. It's, it is a hard path. It's an important path, but hard one. It's uh, been a very interesting one so far. Dude. Okay. Well, we know what we're going to talk about next time. It's just you and me. Oh, man. <laughs> Jump into that. Sounds um, good. Well, Joey, I really appreciate all of your answers. It's fun to hear your background. Hopefully this gives people a good glimpse of uh, your perspective and then a different episode, my perspective, uh, so that they can kind of see we are coming from two worlds, but we're really not that different in how we want to look into things. We're curious and uh, we're just trying to find our way in life. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. This has been Between Two Worlds, podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Thank you so much for listening. And see you next time.